Super Bowl 53. I'll preview the game and give you my prediction. I'll give you the NBA All-Star Reserves and Snubs. And Anthony Davis wants to have New Orleans. And I'm wondering, what's the big deal? It's win or lose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Win or Lose. Hope everybody's having a great week. It's Super Bowl weekend coming up. And I'll get you the Super Bowl in a little bit. The NBA All-Star Reserves, I'll talk about that a little bit also. But let's start off with, it was a trade in the NBA. The New York Knicks have traded Christoph Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. And a surprise to me, I didn't know what was going on. But it came out of nowhere and it happened fast, I guess. Porzingis met with Knicks management earlier in the day, you know, discussing his role going forward, the team's losing ways. And I guess he requested a trade in the meeting, you know. Not even two hours later, it was Porzingis was shifted off to Dallas. Him, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the NBA's journeyman, Courtney Lee, on his 15th or 16th team. I've lost count. Trade to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and DeAndre Jordan. Um... Let's start off with from the Knicks' perspective. The Knicks have been a joke of a franchise for uh, about 20 years now, so I guess they're trying something different. This Again, they're going to try another route, so I don't know what's going on. But they're trading Porzingis, a guy who I thought was a star, but he got hurt. The closest thing the Knicks have to a star, an exciting player. So they traded him away. And this tells me, like, if the Knicks don't have a handshake agreement or something in the works with Kevin Durant, to me, this is a bad trade. I don't understand what they're doing if they don't if they don't have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or both in a Knicks uniform with this trade. That's got to be, I mean, you trade away Porzingis, which he was hurt, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't get it. Not for a bunch of expiring contracts and Dennis Smith Jr., a player you could have drafted anyway, but you drafted Frank Nilakina, a guy out of France that no one's ever heard of. And he, I mean, he's been okay, but he's not really been like worthy of being a first round pick. So you trade Porzingis to free up some money. Now you got money to go get two cat players. You know, like I said. This trade, this is a horrible trade. The Knicks don't get Kevin Durant or, and Kyrie Irving, both of them, in my opinion. You got to get both of them. The Knicks have been a joke for so long. I mean, I guess you got to try something different. They haven't won a championship since the early 70s. It don't seem like they're not nowhere near close now. So you got to try something new. I just feel bad for Fizdale. I mean, it seems like he's just, you know, I hope he doesn't get fired because of just the Knicks just being a horrible organization. I, like I said, I, I don't know why Kevin Durant would want to come to New York. It's got to be business. But if he gets another guy to come along with him, why not? Why not make the sacrifice? Why not make take a chance on it? So you're freeing up cap space. You got money to get two max deal players. It better be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Because we've heard this story with the Knicks. It seems like for almost 20 years. Seems like they always got their eye on the prize 
we're going to get LeBron James. And then we end up with, they end up with a broken down Amari Stoudemire. We're going to get Charles Barkley. He wants to be a Nick. And you end up with Larry Johnson. Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller say they want to come to the Knicks. And you end up with Allen Houston. There's no disrespect to Allen Houston. I like Allen Houston. But the other two guys are Hall of Famers. Let's be honest here. So this has always been a story with the Knicks. They always seem like they can get free agents. And they always get lower tier guys than the guys they you know sold their fans on. So you can't do that this time. You trade away an up-and-coming star on Porzingis. You can't come back with Terry Rozier and Chris Middleton. No, I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't do that. If you sure you're getting Kevin Durant, that's why you make this trade. If that's the case, then I agree with it. But if not, it was a dumb, bad trade by the Knicks. But the Knicks are tanking, too. They're 10 and 40. So if they can pull this off and get a Durant and an Irving... And possibly the first pick of the draft and get Zion Williamson? I don't know. I like Zion Williamson. This might be something here. To me, he's a better version of Blake Griffin. You know? Same player, but I like Zion. I think he's a little bit, his potential is a little bit better. You know? He's Pop-Tarts and Blake Griffin is, you know, toaster treats. You know? They look the same, but you can tell the difference. That's how I feel about Zion Williamson. Get him in a Nick jersey. Get some excitement at the garden going. You never know. That's the only thing I can see coming out of this trade. Trading away Porzingis. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr., like I said, Courtney Lee. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. If this is what the final out is going to be look like. Durant, Irving, and maybe Williamson. We'll see. I don't know. The Knicks seem like they always got bad luck. They'll end up with the fourth pick in the draft. And like I said, end up getting Terry Rozier and Chris Middleton. You know, but we'll see. As for the trade for Dallas, I don't know why Dallas has been having trouble getting free agents. I mean, I seem like it's a good good owner, great head coach, warm weather place, you know, no income tax in Texas. You know, it seems like they try to go out and get the big guys, too, and they end up with, you know, DeAndre Jordan, Harrison Barnes, which are good players, but not the guys you want to be giving max deals to, let's be honest. So they go out and get Porzingis to go with Luka Doncic, you know, so they got their little one-two punch, their little Malone and Stockton for the next 10, 15 years. If Porzingis comes back healthy, that's a big if. You know, big guys with lower body injuries, you know, that could be tough. We've seen what happened with Greg Oden, Yao Ming, Sam Bowie, you know. Once a big guy gets those, you know, lower body injuries, it's kind of hard to come back. So I don't know how Porzingis will look. I don't know if he's going to play this season. So, but if you if it works out for Dallas, you got Porzingis, you got Doncic, you can build something there. You can get back into the, you know, we start talking about Dallas a little bit more in the Western Conference. It's going to be interesting where both of these teams go after this trade. Will they both become contenders or will they both be pretenders like they've been the last, you know, Dallas has been kind of stuck in park since they won the championship. I don't think they won a playoff series since then. And I don't think they've maybe been to playoffs a few times. I don't know for sure. So they've been kind of stuck in park since they championship. So they trying to get some, you know, some moving. Let's get some things going. Kind of excite the fans a little bit. We'll see if it works out. As for the Knicks, like I said, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. 
Kyrie Irving's kind of already throwing little things out there, you know? I don't owe nobody shit is what he said earlier. So he might be talking his way out of Boston or, hey, I'm open for discussions. First he said he didn't want to go nowhere but Boston. Now it's looking like, hey, I might be open to other teams. Let's work something out. Like I said, we won't know who won this trade, I think, until the summer and see what the Knicks do, what the Mavs do. If Porzingis comes back healthy, we'll see. But right now, I don't know who won this trade. But it's good to see some movement in the NBA. Anthony Davis has requested a trade, and my thinking is, so what's the big deal? He's given New Orleans a lot. He's put them on the map. He might be, you know, their biggest name definitely since Chris Paul. He's ready to move on, and I don't blame him. It's about winning. To me, this Pelicans team is going nowhere. I mean, they made the trade for Boogie. And gave up some young talent for that, but it didn't work out. He's moved on. But other than that, it's been average players around, you know, Anthony Davis since he's been there. True Holiday's a good player, and he started coming his own a little bit last year. But is he that second guy that go with 80 that you can win with? I like True Holiday, but I would say no. And it's, you know, it's going to be hard getting good talent down there in New Orleans. So Anthony Davis has decided to request a trade. He's putting it out there. A lot of people say since the season started, he's trying to get to L.A. I don't know, but his agent, you know, told the Pelicans he's not going to re-sign with them. So take that as you want to. I don't know what, what I mean, what What do you want, what else want him to say? He's giving you his all. He's going to move on. And the NBA has come out and, you know, gave him a $50,000 fine for just saying he wants to move on and, you know, what's best for his career. Anthony Davis makes 310000 a game, so 50000 is a slap on the wrist. Well, not even slap on the wrist, slap on the pinky. So, I mean, I don't understand what that was about. I guess you can talk about everything else in NBA, but you can't talk about your future and what, you, what your plans are. At least he's telling them right now instead of holding them hostage and, you know, leading them on, saying he's going to sign, and then he leaves. So I think this was a good... Good plan by Anthony Davis and his agent getting it out there now. Like, look, I'm moving on. I'm not going to be here. You know, you can try to get something for me or you can let me go. It is what it is. But I will not be resigning in New Orleans. And I don't blame them. The Pelicans have been mediocre. I don't understand why basketball is in New Orleans anyway. Some of the people who follow the Pelicans probably forgot New Orleans even had a team. People in New Orleans forgot they had a team. This is a football town. You know, they love the Saints, SEC football, the LSU Tigers. I mean, nobody takes the Pelicans serious. I mean, look at the, their name. is. I mean, the, where they play it's called the Smoothie King Arena or Smoothie King Center. I mean, come on. You can't give us a better name than that. Nobody takes the Pelicans serious. You know, the Saints, the Superdome, Pelicans, Smoothie King Arena. I mean, come on now. Nobody takes the Pelicans serious. It's a football town. And, you know, nobody cares about basketball. That's just the way it is. In my opinion, if I was the owner, I mean, I would take this team and move it to Seattle. I think a a city that would appreciate, you know, their basketball more than New Orleans does. Let's be honest. I mean, you can be in New Orleans right now. Some people probably there forgot they even had a basketball team. If this Pelicans leave and go to Seattle, 
You know, probably people, oh, they've been gone? How long have they been gone? You won't even notice it. You know, with the Saints, Mardi Gras, you know, good Cajun food. You, you, they not, New Orleans is going to move on. They're not going to miss the Pelicans. This is the great, a good thing for Anthony Davis. Get him to L.A., get him to Boston, somewhere where he can win and show his talent. He's too good of a player to be getting put out in the first round every year or not even making the playoffs or might win a series, and then nothing goes on from there. I want Anthony Davis on a new team, and I want him in the playoffs, you know, deep into the playoffs, you know, winning games, playing for championships, you know. It's no longer, you know, it is letting you know, like, look, I'm not going to be together. Like, we married, but I'm flirting with other girls, and I'm going to move on. It's an awkward situation they in. They got to look at him in the locker room. You know, he's still on the team. I don't think the Pelicans are going to make a deal before the trading deadline, so Anthony Davis might be there the rest of the year. It's going to be awkward walking around knowing he's not, don't want to be here. I don't, I can't win with you guys. I'm flirting with other teams. And I'm about to divorce your ass pretty soon. That's basically what it is. So it's an awkward situation that some of the players are in in New Orleans. The coach, Gentry, I like him. He's a good coach. I know they disappointed. And I don't think they're going to give the Lakers what they want by sending him to the Lakers right now. So it's going to be interesting this offseason. I think eventually they will move him this offseason. But like I said, it's going to be awkward. Still, Is he still going to play? Are they going to hold him out the rest of the season? I don't know, but it's going to be an awkward situation. We still living together, married, but we know we won't be together. It's going to be a divorce. Interesting situation in New Orleans. I want what's best for Anthony Davis. I want him deep into the playoffs, and I want him on a playoff team. All-Star Reserves were named today. You got in the Eastern Conference, you got Blake Griffin, Victor Oladipo, who's got injured, so he will be replaced, but he was also named a reserve. Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, and Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic making his first All-Star appearance. Um, I can't say I really like have a legitimate argument with none of these um, reserves um, like I said Victor Oladipo will be replaced he injured tore up his knee so he's out for the season um, Kyle Lowry a little bit but the the Toronto Raptors have the second best record in the east so um, you can give them two all stars I guess Bradley Beal has been balling even though the Wizards are kind of a disappointment you can't you can't disagree with that. Nikola Vucevic is balling. Orlando's a surprise. So, I can't argue with that. Um, in the Western Conference, you got Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Carl Anthony Towns. Also, um, in the West, is a kind of, it's kind of a harder, but I you can't really argue with none of these either. I kind of agree with them. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, Minnesota's been a disappointment, but he's such a good ball player. I don't think you could keep him. He's an all-star. Let, let's be honest. Um, 
you could have went LaMarcus Aldridge, the way Spurs are kind of overachieved. I think he deserves to be an all-star. Klay Thompson and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis were a no-brainer, as were Jokic and Damian Lillard. So I really don't have no problem with the Western Conference either, but it's just so many good players that someone's not going to make an all-star team that really deserves it. And you got that mainly in the Western Conference. There's been plenty of guys I feel like um, – you could have went with, you know, DeMar DeRozan could have had an argument. You know, you could have went with, a, you know, plenty of guys that, like, could have had a chance that, that didn't make the all-star. You know, Luka Doncic in Dallas could have had an argument that he could have made the all-star team. So, in the West, it's always going to be tough to get in there and get an all-star bid because just so many good players. You know, Donovan Mitchell was left out. You know, he he has a gripe. I think he's an all-star. You know, in the Eastern Conference, the way Milwaukee's having a good season, Eric Bledsoe could have had an argument that he felt like he should have made the all-star team. You know, Pascal in uh, Siakam in, in Toronto with the season they having, he might have thought he deserved to be an all-star. So, like I said, there's so many good players. C.J. McCollum with Portland. Drew Holiday, he could have made it an all-star. So, like I said, so many good teams. Jimmy Butler, that somebody's going to be missed out. It just happens like that every year. But I'm going to give you guys my top three all-star snubs that I think, you know, I'm not saying they – you know, we're, we're robbed because there's so many good players, but they might have an argument more than anybody. My top three NBA All-Star snubs. Number three, I got Tobias Harris of the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, he's averaging 21 points, seven rebounds a game. He's shooting 50%, 43% from three-point line. Clippers are right now in the playoffs. Been a surprise team. Doc Rivers is coaching his ass off. Tobias is having his best season as a pro. I would like to see him make it because this is a guy who, like, you know, he might not get another chance, especially in the Western Conference, to make an all-star team. This might have been his best chance to make an all-star team. He's having a good season. This team is overachieving. He's turned into a hell of a two-way player. You know, he, he's always been a good player, but this season he's took it to another level. I like what the Clippers are doing. They're, you know, actually competitive, and they've overachieved and surprised some teams. Tobias Harris, I think number three, should have been an all-star, but, you know, you can't argue too much. Number two, I got Rudy Gobert. I think he's the defensive player of the year. I know it's an offensive game. I know it's a... You know, you don't reward too much defense, but Rudy's averaging 15 and 12, a double-double. You know, I think he's a you know, candidate for defensive player of the year, and the Jazz are starting to get that game together. They struggled a little bit, struggled a little bit coming out of the gates, but they starting to win a little bit, climbing up that ladder in the Western Conference. I think Rudy's leading the way. You know, I think him more Mitchell. you got to at least put one player from the Jazz on there because they are playing good ball as of late, but... Like I said, it's hard to, you know, take anybody off the team that's on there. But I got Rudy Gobert as my second snub. And my number one snub, I got D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets. I think he might get voted on because Oladipo didn't need somebody to replace Oladipo. So it might be Russell. He's averaging 19-6. and six, Playing a hell of a 
season, having a hell of a season, Brooklyn Nets, who thought they would even be in contention? They six in the East right now, playing hard, they competitive, playing their ass off. Not the most talent in the world, but they playing together, they look good. I'm surprised what's going on in Brooklyn. These Nets are tough. They're going to be a tough out. I'm, I'm not expecting them to get out the first round. Don't get me wrong. They ain't getting out the first round. But they're going to be a tough out. They're going to play you tough. And they will win a game or two. It's not going to be easy. And that's because D'Angelo Russell. Lakers, how do you think about that now? Giving up D'Angelo Russell for Lonzo Ball. How's had, had that working now so far? Yeah, I thought so. So D'Angelo Russell, I think he'll think he end up getting voted on you know, to replace Victor Oladipo. Like I said, every year is somebody who wants to make an all-star team that doesn't. You know, everybody, it's a lot of guys who have an argument, but those are my top three. You can't argue with who made the team. Like I said, not just not enough spots to go around. Somebody's going to get snubbed every year. It is what it is. But those are my top three guys who I thought had the biggest gripe of not making the all-star team. Super Bowl this week. It's coming up. The game is set. The Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots will partake in Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. New England's making this ninth Super Bowl appearance in the Brady Belichick era since 2001. Third year in a row they've come out the AFC. And this was the year where I thought, you know, they would be the throne. This would be the end of the Patriots. You know, they had a lot of injuries. Brady didn't look the same. Gronk's a shell of himself. He might retire at the end of the season. You had Edelman with the PEDs. He was suspended four games, plus coming off, you know, an ACL injury. So you just thought, like, this would be the year. Like, if you're going to get them, this would be the year. So I definitely didn't think this was a Super Bowl team. The defense looked old and kind of slow at the linebacker position. If this was going to be the year, this would be the year they would take a fall back. I didn't expect this team to get to Super Bowl, but in typical Patriot fashion, they find a way, they reinvent themselves, and they make things happen, and here you have it. They're in another Super Bowl. They finished the season 11-5 and just looked incredible against the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, that was their best game of the season. Kind of raised a couple of eyebrows because I thought the Chargers would win that game, but I was fooled. Brady looked amazing. James White out the backfield has just been a huge weapon this year for the Patriots. He just, I mean, you can't cover him out of that backfield. Hopefully Wade Phillips has a game plan to stop that because if you stop that, but then you have Edelman. It seems like he always shows up big in big games. Not the most athletic guy. Not the fastest guy. He just makes things happen. You got Hogan, who seems like he always makes a good catch. And just a bunch of good, not great players, but guys who just make situations. You know you can always rely on Gronk when you need to. He's not the Gronk of old. Not the pro bowler no more. 
But if you still need to go to him, he'll get the job done. And he's a hell of a blocker. He's not the best tight end in the league anymore, but he might be the best blocking tight end in the league as the Patriots have turned the second half of the season have turned to a power running team with Sony Michelle. He looks amazing. That was a hell of a draft pick, picking him up. I just kind of glanced over it. Oh, Pat Pages pick up a running back in the draft. But they really have turned into, as Brady's gotten older and kind of declining a little bit, just a smash mouth power running team. And I think that's kind of helped them in this playoff. You kind of see that the last couple of games of the season, Pages going to a more of a running team. And, you know, it's paid dividends in the playoffs. So it's going to be a good game. Patriots are here again. They go against the Los Angeles Rams, who, like I said, two years ago was a joke with Jeff Fisher. Just shows you what coaching does in the NFL. You bring in this young 31-year-old, wet behind the ears, no experience. You don't know. He looked like he should still be in college. Who is this guy? And it just revamped this whole organization, got everybody fired up, got the right coaches around him, you know, with his lack of experience. But he went out and got a Wade Phillips, kept the special teams guy there. So they've still, they still got the youth, but he also has some experience of guys who've been in the league for many years to help him out. They brought in a couple of guys in free agency, guys with character issues, with Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, and Dominican Sue. So you knew they were just going all in, like this is going to be the year. They still got Jared Goff on his rookie deal, so they can pay pay some money. They gave Gurley his money. Brandon Cooks, they brought him in, which, you know, from the Patriots of all teams, they traded with him in the offseason. So they've been hot all – they started off the first September, October – Rams look like they were the best team in the league. They just got off to a quick start. They looked great. You know, Tlaib had got hurt, so the defense struggled a little bit. But the offense was so, you know, just overwhelming teams that it, it, it didn't really hurt them. Then, you know, it kind of slowed down. They got some injuries. Cooper Cup got hurt. That was a big loss. Could you imagine Cooper Cup on this team with Tlaib back now with the defense playing good? I like what I'm seeing from the Rams. C.J. Anderson was a huge pickup. And Dominican Sue's starting to play some ball. Like, he's starting to look like the number two pick and draft that he was when he came out. Pairing him up with Aaron Donald. The linebackers are starting to get together. Trading the, getting Fowler from Jacksonville in the trade. They finally got a pass rush. Good defensive end to get to the quarterback. To leave his back, the defense has looked better since he has been back. So this is going to be a good game. Patriots Super Bowl games are always good games. It seems like every Super Bowl they play and goes down to the wire. The previous eight Super Bowls has been decided by eight points or less. So you know it's going to be a good game. It's going to go down to the wire. Who has the ball last? You know, is Ndamukong Sue going to show up? I think Patriots going to try to take away Aaron, Aaron Donald. Sue's going to have to show up, you know. Julian Edelman, can Peter stay with him? Will they put Tlaib on him? What are they going to do with Gronk? Can they stop the Patriots' run? Can the Patriots' secondary keep up with the Rams' receivers? It's a lot of, you know, back and forth, chess match between McVay and Belichick. So this is going to be an intriguing game. It's indoors. 
So weather is never a factor in the Super Bowl. The kicking game, two great kickers in Zerline and Steven Koskowski for the Patriots. So if it comes down to a field goal, I, tro- I trust both guys. Just the way the Patriots got here by beating the Chargers and the Chiefs. You know, offense, you know, just looked dominant running that ball. And like I said, the Rams, if they do have a weakness, it has been stopping the run this season. I expect Sony Michelle to have a big game. I expect James White out the backfield to have a big game. I think the Rams secondary can slow down the the Patriots wide receivers. Nobody really scares me that I feel like the Rams can't handle. I think Michelle and White are going to be huge in this game. But on the other end, can the Patriots secondary, I think the Rams receivers can expose the Patriots secondary. Will golf have time? Will, will this game be too big for golf? Will he, you know, get some jitters? Is Gurley healthy? Are you going to go more with C.J.? It seems like C.J. Anderson has been a better fit for this Rams offense the second half of the season. Will the experience at coaching, you know, come into play in this game? Belichick, the veteran, the best to ever do it. Been doing this for years. He's faced offenses great. It seemed like many, many Super Bowls before, and he slowed them down. You know, will the experience be a big factor? Will he get it? Will he just out-coach McVay? I don't know. We've never seen McVay in this big moment, but every challenge that he's been given, he's, you know, accomplished it and, you know, excelled in. So I, I trust McVay. I believe in McVay. I just think, you know, as I think about this game, as I make my prediction, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Like I said, two evenly matched teams. I just think it's going to, you know, it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be in the fourth quarter. I think Brady's going to have the ball last. And I just think, think he's going to make those plays. It's going to be a big third down play where he's going to have to make a play with his arm. You know, and he's going to make it. Like I said, it's going to come down to the wire. I think the Patriots will find a way to win this game. I got New England winning Super Bowl 53. 30 to 27. Brady find a way to get him in field goal range. And Gastowski kicking the game winning field goal. I got Brady winning the Super Bowl, and this will be his sixth Super Bowl. Unbelievable what he's accomplished in his career. A six round draft pick out of Michigan. I mean, if you had told me this, a guy who's followed Michigan basketball, he accomplished what he's accomplished, I, I would have laughed at you and, you know, thought you were playing around. I think he'll get it done against this Rams. A game Rams team. This is going to be a tough game. Would I be surprised if the Rams win? No, I won't. But I got the Patriots winning Super Bowl 53, 30-27. Tom Brady will be your MVP. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Win or Lose. I'll holler back at y'all next week. Thank you.